0: Hello, I'm back again. This is uh It's mental podcast. Uh after Cedric from last episode, today we have another poet, Uh although she might not identify with it because she does so many things. So I will mm. give the mic to her. So who are you?
1: What do you do? Uh hi. So I'm Eleonore. Mm so yeah it's weird to say I'm a poet but some people say I'm a poet so that's one aspect I'm also a singer-songwriter I'm a burlesque performer and I'm a coach We and I work like as a coach I work with the body of people I help them feel more their emotion within their body mm-hmm. w- where are you from? oh I'm from France
0: wow yeah. I, I wouldn't have guessed that <laughs> <laughs> really, no, of course, yeah <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm still very naive, yeah, so
0: um, what brought you from France to here
1: mm. uh an ex boyfriend, ah. <laughs> uh, it was eight years ago, uh, you are in Berlin for eight years now, yeah, wow, yeah, it's long, I uh. still don't speak good German, uh, me neither, <laughs> yeah. How long have you been in Berlin? Uh, in Berlin, five years. In Germany, eight years. Nice. Uh. I would handshake. Yeah,
0: handshake. handshake. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, what you had a professional life before, right?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So I had finished my study in computer science, and I came here, and I found a job quite quickly as a software developer. Wow, you look so not a software developer. <laughs> yeah, I, I still have the glasses. Uh-huh. Um yeah, exactly. I worked like for two years as a software developer uh in a nice music tech company. Mm-hmm. Then I switched job within that company, I became a coach. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then after two or three years I decided to live and live more like an um, artistic artistic life. Mm-hmm. Uh how
0: what make you decide you 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 will quit your job like your corporate
1: uh, work mm. uh, to to be an artist? Mm, that's a good question. Um, it was like a feeling inside of me that it was not a hundred percent fulfilling me, mm-hmm. and that there was more for me than just this job. Even though it was kind of a c- it was a cool job, well paid, nice people. I was also coaching people, so I like I like helping people like this. But I felt like there were there was more for me, and I wanted to have more time as well, and use the time as I wanted to.
0: And uh, for how how long it took you to make the decision?
1: Mm-hmm. All in all, maybe from where I got kind of the the little nudge, shall you say, or the little hint that mm-hmm. I should maybe something was not so good, to when I really left, maybe six months. Mm-hmm. Six months.
0: And, and uh, w- did you experience like a burnout or something? Or it's just mm. you, you really, really want to do uh, art?
1: Yeah. So no, I didn't have a burnout. Mm-hmm. I'm quite good at feeling myself, feeling my energies. And I don't let myself going rock bottom before taking decisions. Mm. So... No, like I could feel I was not s- so happy and something was wrong, but yeah, I could feel it quite early, so I didn't go until burnout. And in these six months, uh, what uh, was your uh, process like?
0: Mm. Uh, how how it become clear? Oh, and uh, when you quit job, the job, did you think about uh, uh, finding another job or ho- what makes
1: you so clear? or oh, you want to do art. Mm. of the process I don't really realize it was just this idea was taking more and more space in me up until the point where I was like okay I really need to leave Um, I talked to a coach about it and it helped me realize that yeah I really wanted to leave and of course I was afraid of not having money anymore Uh, I was like what am I going to do if I leave because I didn't have a backup plan um and what made me want to do art, like I've always kind of sung since I'm a child mm. and I was doing it like as a si- I was having a band and we were doing like concerts a bit on the side. Um yeah, so I just wanted to give more space to, to that. And uh, when you quit, uh, w- w- did you have a
0: clear plan, like uh, how how are you going to make mm. money, or it's more like, oh, I want to have a sabbatical, just uh, f- be free for a while and figure it out? Like,
1: mm-hmm. when it come to clear for you? It's a good question. Uh, so they actually offered me a sabbatical, but I was like, no, like, I'm someone when I leave, I usually never go back. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't really have a plan. That's mm-hmm. also I know some people need to have a plan to make the switch. But for me, it was just a trust in myself and in the universe.
0: Do you also think because the fact you you, you are a trained software developer that you can find a job whenever you want mm-hmm. helped
1: a lot? No, it didn't because uh. I knew I was never wanted to go back to this job. So, so I knew it would be to go to something different. Wow. And I trusted that I will be okay. And like, it's true that financially, I know that I would have money from the state for Mm -hmm. a while. Mm -hmm. So I knew I could count on this. And I had a bit of savings. So that kind of helped. But still, I didn't really have a plan. And Corona happened like, I left in like 22nd of February 2020. Mm -hmm. So it was like one or two weeks (laughs) before Corona happened. But... It didn't really matter. I was really happy to have left. And uh, you, you,
0: you left uh, during uh, during the uh, pandemic. Uh, so without a job during pandemic, uh, how did you enjoy
1: life? Mm, I kind of enjoyed life because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, first I was yeah receiving money, so I didn't have the. Um, it's like I need to find something to to bring that. So I was having walks outside with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was developing what I do now. It's called pantare. So it's um, it's kind of a mix of coaching and massages. Mm-hmm. So I was like trying to find people where I could like practice on and mm-hmm. finishing some studies around this. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit busy with this. Uh, yeah, and with my band back then, we also released like an EP mm-hmm. around that time. We recorded songs, we made a music video. So I was kind of busy doing this, this mm-hmm. l- not little, these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, right now, how, uh, what are your time are
0: divided? Like uh, what type of project are you doing? And uh, uh, do you see a little bit clear like uh, how you're like, mm-hmm. how are you going to survive yourself
1: financially? It's funny because I'm really not someone here who has plans and who has a clear structure. Mm -hmm. I kind of go with the flow and it works. Um, So now, since kind of the gigs can happen in Berlin, I have actually more and more shows about burlesque. Mm -hmm. It seems like people like it, are interested, so that starts to bring a bit of money. And I also want my music to... Or to do more with music because I think it's really my main passion is like singing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it seems like things start to take off. And around money, like I'm doing a lot of work on my mindset Mm -hmm. around this. And it's really about trusting that I will be fine. Mm -hmm. Trusting that I can have anything I want. Trusting that someone, someone, something I really believe in what I call the universe, some people call it God, to protect me. Mm-hmm. And I have this deep trust that I'll be supported. And that's how <laughs> I... May <laughs> I ask wrote. what exactly is burlesque? Yeah, yeah. Um, so burlesque is, um, I would say, mix of dance and theater. Mm-hmm. And it involves striptease as mm-hmm. well. So it's kind of you embody a character that you choose like mm-hmm. in one of my show i'm like a captain for example and uh, and then i'm telling a story mm-hmm. like there's a drunk captain on stage mm-hmm. there's first a man who's like drunk and i'm and i'm is a captain and i'm like cleaning the deck the deck of a ship of a ship no, f- of a ship yeah <laughs> and then i see he's drunk and i'm pissed off and then i kick him out and then i become the captain so i tell a whole story and then yeah of course there's element of yeah dance and of teasing with the audience and mm-hmm. it's very playful and um, yeah i r- i really like it um i i, I grew up in china
0: uh, as a fat kid like uh, there were lots of body shaming involved and i think uh, doing strip dancing is the the le- least thing i i will be able to mm. do and uh, what what make you feel okay like uh, to uh take off your clothes in front of an audience mm. if something
1: attracts you? Mm. It's very empowering. I think mean mm. it's one of the most empowering things I've done. Uh because yeah, it's about saying this is my body, I'm showing it to you because I like it or because I wanna like it more. Um it's uh yeah it helps you make peace with all of your body parts and uh yeah, and there's something about being naked. I mean, it's not fully naked, but there's something about um, they're also like like yeah, you're getting naked and you can also see it as an abs not abstract, but m- in a metaphorical way, it's like mm. I'm removing things and then I'm just me. It's also beautiful, I think.
0: And how did you get into it?
1: Mm, it was also <laughs> um, uh, a feeling that I would like it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did a workshop in Berlin. Like in Berlin, you can find workshops about everything. And, um, yeah, and I found one about burlesque. And then it was like for during two days. And we learned a little routine, dance routine and removing some clothes. And um, and I had so much fun. I really liked it. It was just among women. I really liked it. And then they were doing another class about really building your act, like your mm-hmm. own performance, with some help and feedback. And like they were helping you doing that with the final performance. And, uh, and when I went on stage, because you can also just do it for yourself, mm-hmm. like with a group. But when I went on stage doing it, I enjoyed it so much. I I knew I wanted to do it again. Do do you um, do you always feel confident about your body? Um. Actually, yeah. I yeah. I I love my body. Um. I don't feel like overconfident, but I I'm like yeah. I like it. I like how it looks. Um. Uh, I mean, I didn't like, for example, I didn't like my breasts for a long time, but now I mean, they are like they are, so I don't have any other choice <laughs> but liking them. <laughs> that's yeah. And what kind of uh, uh
0: situation you perform it? Is like at the bars or at the theater or? Mm. Uh,
1: Uh, There are different ones. So the most common is that burlesque shows where Mm -hmm. it's only about burlesque. Mm -hmm. So there it's really cool because the audience come for this and they know Mm -hmm. what it is and there are other Mm -hmm. performers and they are very warm and screaming and that helps a lot when people are really like cheering up.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: But some of the time I've done it like there was comedy and burlesque so Mm -hmm. that's why I've done it. Um... And sometimes I did it as part more like a, th- a show, like a theater show, mm. or where different artists were also performing. And that mm. was harder, because mm. people were a bit like... Oh, I mean, they were happy to see something different. They were mm. not expected, expecting, but it was a bit harder for me. So to answer which venue, yeah, like... Bar bars or venue where you have comedy. Or and
0: as uh, like uh, burlesque shows, what type audience are, are them like? Uh, um, Like are they most female or mixed or
1: most male? I would say mixed mm-hmm. uh, but with uh, there are quite a good amount of women when it's only burlesque shows. Mm-hmm. And I have to say each time after I do a show I have at least one woman who comes to me and who's like I was so nice. I wanna do the same. Uh-huh. Like all the time it happens. Cause I think they can feel how empowering it is, how uh-huh. how how fun it is, how and it gives me it gives a lot of confidence to uh-huh. after the show I always when it went well I always feel really good about myself.
0: And uh, uh I never been to a show like this before, but uh, um, I can imagine, like uh, when it uh, involves taking off your clothes as a woman, have you ever experienced like a weird energy from mm. male audience? Um.
1: Mm. So when you, the when you're on stage, you're kind of safe, and that's mm. what I like. Yeah. It's like you show what you want; like mm-hmm. you don't have to show things you don't want to show. You do mm-hmm. the moves you want. Mm-hmm. So that's a part I like. Uh, afterwards. Maybe you see some people who are interested in you, but I've never had like bad comments, like people mm-hmm. are really respectful.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So I, I met you uh, because of the Berlin Mental Health Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a poet, you were performing about uh, uh, poetry, about uh, your mental health. So mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I would like to ask you, well, w- when is the beginning of your mental health journey? When is the 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 period you start to realize oh you have challenges and uh, you f- start to face it?
1: Mm. So I don't have like one big mental health uh, pro- uh, problem. I mean sorry I don't I don't mean to say it like this, but I think for me it's more sometimes feeling really like sad or low. Um, feeling kind of these dark emotions mm-hmm. and uh, then I kind of channel it channel it by writing that's why some poems are a bit dark because it's where I where I express these things like for example the one I wrote recently is like there's a monster living inside of me it doesn't want me to succeed it rather see me bleed like it's pretty dark, but that's how I transform it. Um, but your question was like, where is where did it start? Or yeah, what
0: like when do you realize you you have challenges and uh, when you start to deal with it? Hmm.
1: Mm. I don't I don't really know I don't really know I don't remember like a fix a fix uh, moment.
0: Were Were you? W- would you i uh, identify yourself as like uh, always a happy person?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like who can always be happy? but I think now I'm way more positive than before, or at least I know how to switch my energy quite quickly now, like I don't stay in days being really sad or depressed mm-hmm. uh, now, when I feel low, I do something to change my energy-, mm-hmm. and the more you do it, the more. It happens less often, or yeah, you don't stay in low state for so long. And uh, um, over time, do do you know? Do you have uh,
0: a sense that uh, uh, when you have dark moments, mm. when you have uh, unhappy moments, what's the main source of those? Like, uh, uh, what's your main source of ha- unhappiness in your life? Mm.
1: The source of unhappiness. Yes, the.
0: And the uh, mental health challenges.
1: Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was going to say men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, at the beginning of the show, we talk a little, a little bit about men.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, relationship is my main struggle. Um, so yeah, it can be like, I don't know, a date uh, that didn't go well, uh, that can bring me low. Um And also things with my father, I have to say. And my father is bipolar, so he's he's like, take medicines. Um, So I'm also always afraid to also be bipolar, or being crazy. Like, that's (laughs) always in the back of my mind. But
0: you know, bipolar doesn't mean being crazy, right? No, it doesn't mean that.
1: It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. That's not what I meant. Um, But I guess when I'm feeling low, then I'm like... Or, and then I'm feeling very happy. I'm like, oh, fuck, am I bipolar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what I wanted to say is that when I'm afraid he's not doing so well or when he says something to me, even a small thing that can really affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that could be one thing that brings me low is when I'm w- worried about my father or, f- or feeling bad about something mm-hmm. he said. Yeah, we we also did a show
0: together. uh, It's a poetry show about uh, anxiety. Mm. So, um, when did you realize you are an anxious person? (laughs) And and, uh, when do you realize this is (laughs) anxiety?
1: (laughs) I'm still like, am I an anxious person? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm always anxious about uh, going on stage. I think that's the main thing. Like the day like the day of performance i feel really yeah often low and i have like bad self talk that says i cannot make it or you mean before criticism. stage time or after stage uh time? before uh-huh. and after when <laughs> it doesn't go so well <laughs> <laughs> but i am very i guess perfectionist and so i'm like yeah this is not good enough like uh, now i recognize the voice and i'm like no okay this is okay if it's not perfect it's okay um yeah I, uh, yeah I cannot tell you when I realized precisely mm. uh, yeah,
0: and uh you talk about the uh, professionism mm. um I, I realize that I always interesting, like, how did you realize the, the issue? Because <laughs> for me, like, uh, uh, I remember, like, when I was in business school, um, like, uh, I, I was never interviewed before, and uh, uh, the prepare for interview always ask, oh, what's your biggest uh, weakness? And uh, uh, from all those uh, online pages, I learned to say, oh, I have per- perfectionism, I need to overcome it. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, uh, I I said it because it makes me look good because uh, what's the 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 best weakness is perfectionism, uh, right? Uh, but um, I I I never <laughs> believed I never believed that I'm uh I have perfectionism like I have the issue, um until I I I was doing the body mental health festival last year, um. I realize like uh, there's a constant battle. I think I'm not doing great. I'm not doing enough. I mm. fuck up things. Then if I, I I step a little bit further to, to see the situation, like, hey, like, uh, um, alone, like, uh, like, uh, I put this project together. I brought so many people together. Uh, and uh, the fact that it happened, it's already a huge success. Yeah. And, um, why I'm beating myself down by all those details. Yeah. And uh, then I realized, oh, I actually have issues with perfectionism. So mm. I, I, I am really interested in other people's experience. like Because it's very easy to say, oh, I have per- perfectionism, but uh, actually realize it and uh, uh, find Find all the small examples in in life and uh, recognize it and deal with it is another thing. So I wonder about you. How do you know you 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 are dealing with
1: perfectionism? Mm. Yeah, I guess a bit what you said. This voice saying uh, that you're not good enough, that it's not good enough. I think at one of the show also where you invited me when I played the song at the guitar and mm. my hand was super shaking so yeah. that's to answer when I can see when I'm anxious uh-huh. like my hand was so shaking I could almost not perform uh-huh. and I was like wow there's really yeah you are really stressed like at uh-huh. a level that it makes your hand shake and you cannot perform so yeah. I was feeling not good about it and it's more that afterwards I felt so bad I was mm. like I didn't perform well like Like, I didn't give the performance I wanted to give. It was not like when I rehearsed and I felt really bad and I Mm -hmm. kind of (laughs) beat myself up. And, yeah, that's an example, I guess, of perfectionism.
0: You know, Um. like, actually, it's really funny because after that performance, I got so many good feedback (laughs) about your performance (coughs) because uh, that show is a show about... uh, Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing you <laughs> on stage, being <laughs> so anxious but still power through and delivered a beautiful yeah. performance is so on topic. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful mm. that uh, we are all anxious, but uh, we still doing the thing we want to do. Not let it to stop us.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, and I and I was a part of me was proud to have oh. like went through it it was uh-huh. like really painful to went through it was like okay I have to finish it okay I'm gonna finish it and I uh-huh. did and I was proud uh-huh. for this but it was so little this proud mm-hmm. like there was more of these things of like you didn't perform well like the voice was so big and that's when I wrote the poem there's a monster living inside of you because mm-hmm. I could see there was this big voice like the next day I was feeling awful I was mm-hmm. like because the level I put for myself is very high. Yeah. <laughs> and in a way, it's good. Because uh, I want to be really good. Um, also, yeah. that
0: was a really big room. Like... A uh even the comedians say like uh, they never performed for so many people before.
1: Oh <laughs> you mean that room. I mean, <laughs> I in the other room, the small one. Oh the small <laughs> one. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh the small one I didn't notice you were anxious at yes, all. <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's so funny. And I think actually the small one was harder because we were so close to the people. They mm-hmm. were like literally Twenty centimeters for me. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. the big room? I had the yeah. thing in my ha- in my face. Yeah. I was also anxious. It's true, <laughs> but I could not see them. So uh-huh. I was far away, and that made yeah. it somehow easier. Uh-huh. Oh no! Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh no! I screwed up a second thing, and I didn't notice. <laughs> 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 you
0: you know like, I you talk about the ways in your in your mind. I think it's uh, it's interesting because I I start to recognize this no W- was like uh, maybe around uh, uh, two years ago, uh, one and a half a year ago, like um, um, I was uh, working at a w- very big company and I was uh, doing a very high level project, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, at the end I finished, let's say, second place. Um there,
1: w- there was like a competition or uh let's wow. let's not go in w- deep into within that within the company. Well, uh okay. so
0: yeah. so like it's a very big company, it's a very high level project, and I let's say I finish second mm-hmm. place, we, we cannot go in deep on okay. that thing So and uh, after w- was I feel so beaten down and I feel so like I feel a piece of shit, and I'm mm. like, you are loser, you are loser, yeah. you are loser, you are loser, yeah. you are loser, and uh, and then I start to write, I uh, reflect on the past one year when I'm working on this project. I realized, oh, actually, when I was joining this project, uh, I I just joined that company not long, and it's a very very big company, and uh, it's a very high level project. And uh, at the beginning, I thought if I can get into this project, it would be a p- huge success. Mm-hmm. And I got into this project and I worked there and I, I really like uh, showed my, my ability there. And uh, then when we, then I thought, okay, if I can, uh, from this project, it will come out with another project. And I'm like, oh, if I can get into that project, even more high level project, where like uh, uh, it w- will work with, uh, with a, um, the highest level of uh, executives in in the company, mm-hmm. and it's a multi billion company. So, I, I thought, oh, if I get into the the, the final project, I, w- I would be so proud of myself, and it would be a success. Not only I got into it, mm. and I, I I got it into it as uh, as a, as a le- uh, one of the leader, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, if I can I can uh, uh, run for the run for the chairperson of this project. Uh, yeah. I'm like uh, that would be great, and then I run for the chairperson. Uh, and then I got uh, uh lost uh, with that compete with that one, so I ended uh, like second place, mm. and I feel so beaten down. But then I look back, I'm like come on, like one year ago, I thought, if I can get into this thing, I will be success. Yeah. Then I raised the bar again and again yeah, and again yeah. and again. I, 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 that's the moment I realized there's a, there's a really, that's the moment I start to be able to personalize this voice in me. Mm-hmm. And I realized this voice in me is just like a really, really, really mean couch. Like uh, yeah. no matter how how fast I run, how far I have run, and uh, despite how, how little resource I have during the run, and uh, he always shout at me, always telling me I'm not good enough. And every time when I reach to the finishing line, he will always move the finishing line a bit further, mm. and uh, and I will have to run more and faster and better. But eventually, I I. I will not be able to keep up on it, and uh, then he he will win and tell me, "Yeah, you are a loser." But uh, mm. if I look at uh, my my goal one year ago, I was I I'm s- wildly success. Like I achieved so many things during this one year, it's beyond my imagination. But uh, at the end, instead of celebrate all the success mm. I have, I just feel so beaten down and feel like I'm the biggest loser in the world and uh, that's the moment I realized okay there's this voice in me and um, it's not making me happy mm. so and uh, since then I start to un- understand uh, in my brain that uh, there's me but there's also something else
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so mm. I I would like to ask you like how do you realize this, this voice mm. are not you
1: Mm. Mm. well I think I guess at first I didn't and mm. then it's when I heard people like coaches or mentors something about self development all this where they talk about it mm-hmm. and I was like oh yeah okay it happens to me too I guess that's how I realized and now I catch I hope I catch it quite quickly and I can say okay it's just one of these voice and one I heard one tip, which is apparently working really well, is to give them name, Mm -hmm. even real name. Like Mm -hmm. one call, I heard someone say they call it uh, Jean Claude, (laughs) (laughs) like Jean Claude Van Damme is like, uh, is famous in French and Belgium. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, and then it's like, oh, it's just Jean Claude talking, like Mm -hmm. I just saying these things. And I think it's really great that you realize that as well and and um, and sometimes we can see the good there is in what they say and in yours I guess it's like it wants you really to achieve things go further and that's a beautiful thing in a way so it's also seeing maybe their friendly aspects and uh, mm-hmm. how
0: are you dealing with the voice in you
1: mm so as I said one way is like to write about it mm-hmm. or just make either make poetry about it either or just like write like journal what it says or yeah or journal how I feel um, yeah or then noticing it and say okay yeah I I hear you but I don't want to I hear you but I don't want to listen to you now or like mm-hmm. saying well thank you for <laughs> thank you for saying this, goodbye now. <laughs> 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 and then doing something, uh, what helps is always doing something to shift my energy, especially mm. moving my body. Before the show, you've seen me like, mm. she w- <laughs> you are saying, are you ready? And then I said, oh, no, one second. And then I stand up for the chair and like I jumped around and mm. and um, sweep sweep my body, like touch my yeah. body and sweep like removing energies. Like that's something I do often. Mm-hmm. Um. yeah and then like or have a walk or eating something I really like uh, all this help mm-hmm. I, I love hearing nice music as well like happy music like Daft Punk or I don't know s- like cheerful cheerful music mm-hmm. uh, it really helps me
0: yeah uh, at the beginning before the recording we talk about uh, you said your biggest weakness is men <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah, we don't need to, to talk about the specific men. But uh, do you, do you think uh, you are open to discuss, uh, like, uh, what's the challenge for you? Like, uh, because from my point of view, you are such a beautiful, oh. talented, attractive, a uh, positive woman. Thank um, you. <laughs> like, uh, how? How How <laughs> is it possible that <laughs> you have issues with men? <laughs> oh,
1: thank you, thank you. I mean, it's uh, you would see me blushing now if you could see me. Um, so I think I've changed quite a lot. So I'm still like in, in the period of transition. And I think now I would go less for... Okay, I was going to say the word. Less for bad... M- not bad men, but for men that are not good for me. I think now I, I would see them quite quickly. I think it's really about self-worth. Like now, I start to own it more. Own I have talents, uh, but even though being talented, you can be very talented, and it has kind of nothing to do with your relation. I mean, everything is a bit linked, but uh, yeah, I think when your self worth is high, when you when you're like, okay, I this behavior like no more. I think it's really when you start to be like, I won't accept that anymore. And I think as long as you don't put that line, what I call the universe brings you more chances to mm-hmm. put that away or to say no. And as long as you don't do it, you have the same type. I mean, I have the same type of man, the same type of behavior, the same type of mm-hmm. things that happen to me. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's okay. And as long as I'm saying it's okay, it's mm-hmm. okay will keep happening
0: I am curious because I I grew up like a I was raised a very low self with him and uh, I, I so I understand me why I had uh, low self mm. but uh, when I look at women like you I just don't understand how
1: can you have low self well I guess also linked to men Um, I guess it's because if I can say my father never really he was he was there like but he never really appreciated me Ap- I know I know he loves me he loves me but never appreciated my talent you know he was he never said i sang well he never all my artistic stuff like he said artists are lazy or that's not the job like i heard it s- for so long that i guess i felt not seen mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's where it comes from like i rarely her that is proud of me or that he loves me and I guess it's also why I have difficulty with men like when you have something around as a woman with your father like I mean as a t- heterosexual woman when you have something wounded or still not healed with your relationship with your father it shows usually your relationship
0: are you saying it in a roundabout way that you have a daddy issue
1: oh, <laughs> I hate this I, I hate this term uh-huh.
0: Uh w- are you attracted to older men? Oh
1: <laughs> no I'm not. Oh that's great. <laughs> I mean it depends which range, like uh-huh. five years older, yes. Oh that uh, that's not uh, I I mean like 20, 30, 50 uh, no, years no, no, old. No. Uh. no, I rarely date someone who's more than ten years. Even ten years is sounds like a lot. And uh, and uh, you
0: the the relationship with your dad, the the, the kind of like Lack of recognition mm. from your that, that that side,
1: um, are you on a healing journey of it? Uh, are you? I I am actually. I've f- mm. <laughs> I signed up for a coaching which is called "Free Yourself from Toxic Parents." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I am finally doing something around mm. it. Yeah. Uh, you signed a workshop. You mean a it's co- a it's a twelve week, uh, coaching program. How how much are you paying for it? Uh, one thousand five hundred euros. How
0: do you have uh, the money?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you are I unemployed. <laughs> 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 well, uh, it's uh, money is funny. Well, I had savings. I have mm-hmm. money from the states, mm-hmm. uh, and I invested in myself a lot. Like. Mm-hmm. I paid a couple of thousand of euro uh, for coaching because it works uh-huh. because it makes me better if it heals honestly if then I have no more problem with my father 1500 euro is nothing and uh, uh are you in the middle of this coaching course? yeah i'm like um yeah the third third middle yeah
0: and <laughs> uh, and uh, so far what uh, what's your takeaway
1: um Oh, that's a tricky question. But it's more that owning more my desires, my needs, and that I don't have to tolerate everything he it does. It's more about putting boundaries or... Now I'm like, okay, I don't want to call him. I don't call him. Mm-hmm. Um. Or more saying no to things he said, saying things... Oh, I can see that it's easier to not accept some of the things he says, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's it's still fresh. Like I cannot give you. Uh, you should ask me in a month or two when it has finished. <laughs> yeah, I I
0: hope I hope, uh, hope we'll uh, see progress in one month. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and
0: uh, are you still in touch with him? You are you in good relationship with him?
1: Uh, I'm in touch with him. I'm still. I mean, yeah, I'm still in touch with him. Uh good relationship. Uh, On the surface, it Mm -hmm. looks okay. Mm -hmm. Around Christmas, I went back uh, to my family, and, you know, I feel the more you grow, the more you, yeah, have self-worth for Mm yourself, like, yeah, have respect for yourself, the more, there, as I said before, behaviors you cannot tolerate. Mm -hmm. And, for example, the way he talked to my mom, like, it was Mm -hmm. so hard for me to see that, like and stuff he did like I could not uh, I could not accept anymore and it was making me really angry like Mm. I could feel so angry it was triggering me and I yelled a lot I I um (laughs) closed doors and run away like it was I was in states I've never been like it was like uh, recently yeah it was during Christmas so Uh three months ago and then I then I it reached a point where I was like no no more of this or I don't want to feel like this anymore. I felt out of myself so much, and since I'm back here, so I had to deal with my anger, and it was also in a way anger I I transformed into some kind of fire energy that helped mm-hmm. me for my projects to really mm-hmm. like move like take action. So that was the good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But I haven't seen him in person since then. We had maybe took a few time on the phone, but I don't know how it's gonna be when I'm gonna see him again. Wow, like
0: uh, it's hard to imagine you have anger issue because you look like uh, the least harmful uh, creature in the world.
1: So many people told me this when I said that they're like you getting angry, but I can get very angry, especially. like, it triggers me, like, mm. so quickly. Okay. So, especially with my dad. Mm-hmm. We, we we talked about, uh, you, you talked uh, quite a few times
0: about the God, the universe. <laughs> uh, were you always spiritual or it was a recent thing?
1: Mm. I was drinking water. Um... I think it started when I started meditating, like Mm -hmm. about five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess before I believed there was God, uh, some kind of God, but not really paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I think it's more... I was going to say when I've seen that something worked I started believing it but mm. now you're going to ask me what? <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I just so when you because when you believe in something bigger than you however you want to call it then you feel less alone then you're kind of never alone mm. and then it's then you don't make every actions like oh something should happen or mm. How to say, like, you believe that there's a bigger force here mm-hmm. that's that's in play, and then there's less pressure on your shoulder. I and think.
0: And during your meditation practice, was it, was, I, I like to ask about time stamp because for me, uh, I, I think uh, the moment I switch is really, um, really magical for me. Like, uh, did you feel like uh, what the moment you feel, oh, you really fear the power of the universe, or it's like a more graduate uh, gradual thing. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it's more I mm, would say graduate, because the more you trust, the more you see uh-huh. things happen. I think now I, I feel it in terms of things people could call coincidence. Uh-huh. Uh but uh, but they are not so coincidence. Like, how to say, when I feel really good and I go with the flow and I just enjoy my life and yeah. and just want to feel really, I don't know, just do things I really love. Like, that's how you wrote me one day and you are like, hey, do you want to do the podcast? Hey, do you want to do this writing job with me? Yeah. Like, I was just, I didn't do anything. It just happened. But it happened because I was in a state of flow and feeling good. Yeah. So it's no coincidence.
0: I, uh, what I want to ask, uh, yeah, I uh, we talked before. Like uh, you, you mentioned you also uh, eat vegan. Uh, mm. is it something related to your spiritual journey? Mm.
1: Actually, no. It's related mm. to animals' cruelty. Yeah. I I really love animals. I have strong bond for them, and it's it's really more about. And uh, this. since mm. when you start to eat vegan food? Um. Like, fully vegan when I, when I, <laughs> now I can give a sti- timestamp, even though it's a weird one, when I broke up with an ex-boyfriend uh, six years ago or something, because uh-huh. often I change things, you know, I change job, and I change boyfriends, and I change home, like it often goes together, yeah. these type of things so yeah, that's where I was like, I think because we were living together, I was like, he uh, was not vegan, okay. so it was... I I don't less easy to to be vegan, but when I started living on my own, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, there's no more reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: I I ask this is uh, because it's very uh, it's related to my spiritual journey. Mm. Like grow up in China, the party doesn't allow us to be s- to be religious nor spiritual. So uh, I I I never believed like. Uh, superstitious uh or like a religion or god or spiritual stuff um i i, I thought i'm the last person would be spiritual um but um, last year i i i fear the energy of god in me wow um uh, actually i read a book called uh, um uh, what's the book called? Lost Connections by Johan Hari. Mm-hmm. So he talks about the book is about the reason why our society uh, are uh, less happy and more anxious, and he he talks about the main there's uh, a few main reasons and uh, they are all related to different type of lost connections like uh, lost connection of your with your body, meaningful job, ah uh, like. Um, a uh, a future and the spiritual life, and um, with your community, uh, and the one thing he talked about is uh, meditation. Mm-hmm. I tried meditation for many times in the past, but I just couldn't get it. I mm-hmm. just couldn't get it. And uh, uh, but after reading this book, I. Uh, I decided to give it another try mm-hmm. uh, and uh, my my solution for it uh, would be uh, take some acid <laughs> and uh, and uh, listen to a meditation course uh, uh, at the same time <laughs> oh, wow uh, that's intense yeah uh, <laughs> i I did I did and uh, wow. while I was meditating I suddenly have this feeling I was like wow um now I understand uh there's some spiritual leader said like uh, no matter how rich or how poor you are, the most enjoyment thing in your life is the time when you are meditating. And uh, when you are meditating, you it, you are sharing, like, it, it doesn't matter if you are poor or not, you are enjoying the same thing. And uh, and uh, that's the feeling I had. And then afterwards, I'm like, okay, I had enough of meditation, I want to watch Frozen. <laughs> and um, I started to watch Frozen. I never watched Frozen before. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was on acid, I, I was watching Frozen, I realized it's a very female in power mm. m- movie and actually it's really, really well made. Uh, and I should
1: watch it. I haven't watched it. It's,
0: it's really amazing. And uh, then I start to, I realize I probably overdose a little bit. I, 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 I have, like, I want to puke. Mm. So I feel really bad. I went to the bathroom and uh, start to puke, like, everything out while I am on acid. And, uh, then but uh, oh my mind my mind like if you look at the situation this this woman has just overdosed on drugs and puking in her bathroom and i know if it was a few years ago i would be filled with self-loss and self-hatred mm-hmm. like oh what are you doing with your life you are a piece of shit like you like a uh, you, you are horrible and you no one would respect you and I would be feared with this kind of voice but uh, that moment I was uh, over puking in my bathroom all I could think I was actually like yelling out uh, my, my boyfriend was at home that time I was yelling out I was like Frozen is an amazing <laughs> movie it's amazing I'm a woman I love myself I love myself and the uh, And uh, I, I, instead of all all those uh, self-losing thoughts, all I could think is about this amazing art and uh, being impressed by it. And then the next thought I had is that, oh shit, this is funny. (laughs) Like this woman is overdosing acid and uh, puking in a bathroom and uh, crying. How amazing frozen is <laughs> yeah, it's, and, it's really and how much she loves herself and then i i just think oh this is so funny and that's the moment i suddenly f- realized um whatever happened in my life is barely an ingredient um mm. i get and uh, god the universe have gave me this power of comedy that i can process anything into comedy and uh, mm. then that means like a uh, my no. happiness is not defined by what happened to me, but defined by my how I look at it. Even a tragedy happened uh as long as I have comedy, I can make it fun that's true yeah and then I realize, wow, this I, I am God, God is in me, and uh, yeah. I create my reality
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's big and um,
0: one. that's the moment I feel so strong connected with 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 the universe. And uh, I had a very, very difficult uh, relationship with my mom. Mm. Like it's really love-hate relationship. And uh, at the one point, I was even secretly hoping she she can die soon, so I c- mm. don't need to yeah, face this. And uh, that night, later that night, I suddenly had an epiphany, and I suddenly forgave her. And uh,
1: wow. since
0: then, we we like I am able to. Open my eyes to see the change she had over the years, and to appreciate her, and to really love her. Like uh, this is a feeling I never mm-hmm. had before, and uh, that was in that was happening in February or March, I think. And uh, I I was at a very difficult uh, point. I I my, I had some visa issue, I had some issues with my former employer, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, and then in June, first of June, I had this uh, this um, visa appointment, mm-hmm. uh, I went to the Auslander Beholder. Uh, I went into the room, and the 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 person there, she she just looked at my paper. She said, uh, "It's uh, your your case is complicated, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, please go out. I need to talk with my colleagues." Mm. And uh, this means so much for me because. If the visa doesn't go through, I have to force myself to go, go back to a job I really, really mm-hmm. hate. Yeah. Uh, and uh, where I sit in front of a computer, I want to kill myself every day. So I, I was really, really stressed and I was waiting in the waiting room. It was like 20 minutes waiting there. And I was just, I started to kneel down and to pray to, to wow. God, to universe. I said, like, if you if you bless me, I will stop eating eating meat for the rest of the oh, year. Okay, wow. And uh, and I, I I was a person who enjoyed meat so much like because I I grew up very poor and uh, in China like meat is like rich people food mm. and uh, and uh, then then come back come to Europe meat is so cheap like I I used to eat breakfast eat steak for breakfast mm. <laughs> wow. and uh, and uh, so that day, I just made the deal with the universe. I said, "If you if you bless me, I'm going to to stop eating meat for the rest of the year, except the meat I already have in the freezer. <laughs> because <laughs> if I don't eat it, it's not good I for love anyone." The precision. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then then I I went back to to the to the uh, to the office. Uh, she called me, and I went in. She just looked at me. She's like, "What's the color of your eyes?" I'm like brown. <laughs> and uh, she gave me a card to say go pay and don't come back i was like oh, do wow. you mean i got the visa she's like yes i'm like you don't even congratulate yeah. me or what <laughs> at least smile to me give me some signal and then then i came out i'm like okay fine i i have to eat uh, no meat for 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 6 months i was like oh, how can i survive this but uh, but then then i s- 2 weeks in when I start to uh, eat uh, vegetarian food, I, I had uh, this. I ran into a comedian. I said, Oh, now I'm eating mostly vegan food uh, because uh, I, I don't like to eat too much cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, Just cut the cheese and egg, you can be vegan. <laughs> and uh, he just said that. I was like, Okay. And I went home. I binged all the well, vegan documentary I can find on Netflix. And in one afternoon, and uh, then my my ex boyfriend came home. I told him I am going to be vegan. He's like, "Really?" I said, "Really." And uh, since then, I na- like uh, I have been vegan, and uh, only good things has happened to me since then. Like I, um, I had such f- like I have very s- strong like uh, uh how to call it attachment issue, mm-hmm. like uh. uh being with my ex-boyfriend, I I was constantly afraid of abandonment, con- mm. constantly afraid of losing him, and uh, uh, I am really really afraid of being alone. And mm. uh, mm, then one day he came home, he broke up with me, and I I thought there's no way I can s- survive mm-hmm. this or whatever. But uh, magically, like uh, I I put myself together, I I. S- it was in the middle of preparation for the Berlin Mental Health Festival. Yeah. I, I put, pr- I still, uh, like uh, delivered the whole festival, and well. uh, I, I start to every day I listen to different uh, audiobooks and uh, to have different perspective. And after two weeks, uh, because after a few days he told me he's not sure about the breakup. He wanted to give it another try, and. Uh, but uh, after two weeks, uh, I put myself together and I made the decision. I told him, like, I think uh, this is really, and an I don't think we should continue. And uh, let's not have that hope. Just mm. cut it through. It's good that you and uh, And that. this is the capacity I never thought I have. Mm. And uh, then then we broke up. Then, yeah. I- and I never thought I am a person, have the capacity to be friend with, uh, with an ex-boyfriend. Uh, not mention a person who was with me for, for almost four years, been so important in my life and uh, dumped me. And I really thought that I would just... the pain would be so much, <laughs> I would just like never talk with him again. But uh, we we stayed friends, we stayed friendly and uh, uh, feared love for each other and the comedy going great and everything <laughs> like only good things has happened to me. So yeah. I, I was like, I feel <laughs> sometimes I just feel like uh, being spiritual doing the meditation being vegan sending out the love to the to to the world fear the empathy for 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 other people fear the kindness love for the world mm-hmm. and uh, to fear the pain from others from animals yeah. empowered me so much and uh, like uh, Broadened so much capacity in me, and I, I just now I'm filled of love and positivity. So I, that's why I was wondering about your relationship with mm-hmm. like yeah. your spiritual journey and being vegan. And I think, for me, being vegan is very important part of my spiritual journey because, uh, like growing up, like eating meat was never a question, and uh, it's by default. So. And uh, now looking back, I realize I just never had the capacity or never, no one gave me, told me, oh, how about those animals? They were uh, born to, brought to this world with the only purpose to die and they they, they cannot spend time with their loved ones and uh, there's no joy in their life and they, they, are raised in such inhuman ways and uh, then murdered massively. So I I never saw the world from their their eyes and uh, then being vegan because if you want to eat meat you have to ignore all, all your feelings for them.
1: Yeah and yeah well sorry <laughs> but yeah it's a it's a really great story you told. Uh, yeah I think what feels good about vegan being vegan for me is that yeah it's as you said it's being. Or it's being aligned ethically with what I, I know I'm not hurting someone. Like, it feels good because yeah. it feels I'm following my truth yeah. in a way. And I'm doing good. by. Yeah, exactly.
0: This. Following truth. Because like uh, how can you say I'm a good person and I, I am full of love and uh, compassion for me and others? Why you turn a blind eye to all those sufferings created uh, uh, by eating meat? Yeah, so I think I'm.
1: I mean, I don't want to make everyone who's not <laughs> vegan feel yeah. bad now. Uh, cause yeah, I think also we we can choose our battles. That's because we, there's so much suffering in the world. If we want to pick everything and help the poor people and help the um, homeless, and and like it's kind of too much to carry. Yeah. So I, I chose to be vegan, but mm. there's a lot of things I don't do. Uh, so I guess it's about finding the yeah. one that really touches you the yeah. most, and then do something yeah. for it. Yeah, I don't believe yeah. like
0: I am not forcing anyone <laughs> to be with them. But no, for, I me I for me, for me, it's like uh, it's part of m- me being open to my feelings, yeah. like uh, to to be honest. Because uh, w- when I was eating meat, I I was turning a blind eye to part of it, like exactly, uh, yeah, 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 because the the. Like the channel, like I was block, blocking. I was blocking the channel of me feeling the love for the animals. Mm. And uh, when I stop to eat meat, I, I can really see see them as uh, as uh, beings and uh, as individuals and uh, as uh, uh, as creatures uh, like uh, able to love and uh, to to create bondings with with their mates. And now, like I I remember in the in the past, like when I see a pig, if, uh, uh if I fear anything like c- fear them about being cute, I will feel really bad, and I will just like.
1: Uh yeah, uh, what you say, you would closing. Yeah, your heart in a yeah. way. Yeah, and now That's I can look at a pig
0: and uh, really think, oh, it's really oh. cute.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's nice. And I think what makes it so powerful for you is because you made this promise to the universe when you were waiting for your visa. I think you really added all this spirituality to it, and now it's, I guess for you it almost feels like you're thanking God mm. by yeah and by not eating yeah, meat.
0: And I think I, it's uh, funny is that I I I started this as a trade is because I really want want something from the universe. I'm like mm. okay, this is a sacrifice I will mm. do, but uh, then. Soon it become a thing I want to do, mm, like okay, I don't I want see. anything in return. See. Yeah, like uh, I, I only made the promise for six months, and at one point I was like uh, last year, uh, like in November, I was uh, a little bit worried. I'm like, okay, um, if if I like uh, the promise is only till the end of this year, like uh, where I start to eat meat, mm. uh, and I was a little bit worried about myself, but uh, um. I I was afraid like okay I I will really like uh, just start to eat meat again, uh and I was afraid that maybe I will have withdrawal symptoms I will not be able to control myself, but uh, then actually it was really smooth like I I don't need anyone stop me or I don't have any, uh mental battles or, or maybe uh, to to justify it I just don't want it,
1: mm. yeah, and. Um, uh, it's it's funny that you made this promise to God or the universe because it's something I, I don't do. Like, I believe I can just ask and mm. I can have it.
0: Oh, b- maybe because you are a white woman? <laughs> 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 nah, I'm all coming again. That's
1: funny, that's funny. But, you know, in a way, this universe, it's a f- like, even if you would admit it, would forgive you. In mm-hmm. a way, or that's what I want to s- show mm-hmm. it. Uh, think it. You know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for having sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, So uh we are coming to an end to mm-hmm. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add about your mental health journey?
1: Mm. I cannot think of anything now. Uh or what would I like to tell people? Yeah, uh, actually I have uh, one last question. Okay.
0: You talk about uh, like uh, the difficult relationship with your dad mm-hmm. and the uh, self-love. Um do you always love yourself? Did you have mm. uh, uh challenges to to need to make conscious effort to love yourself?
1: Mm. I think I at some point I realized I thought I loved mice s- no. First I thought I was getting better at loving myself and then I realised okay well if you did that that means you didn't love yourself so much like in relationship with men like letting some behaviour or some touch I didn't really like and not saying no to that that felt afterwards that really felt like I didn't love myself. Uh, and what helped is also yeah, some coaching I've done and an exercise was about to tell, to tell you in front of a mirror, looking at yourself and said, I'm proud of you for doing this and that, like finding seven things. I forgive you for this and that. Um, and I commit to do this and that. And that's just to say, I forgive myself for not having done that, not having said that or having done this and that. Uh, Really helped with the self love and also saying what I'm proud of myself for. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And S- I think I can say I love myself.
0: Aww. <laughs> Aww. You should, because uh, you are such a wonderful woman.
1: Oh oh <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <laughs> thank you thank True. you
0: thank you so much for sharing your journey and uh, uh, for those people who are not vegan, there uh, I, I hope you forgive my weekend talk uh, it's <laughs> not about you it's about <laughs> me okay hmm. the world is uh, not about you uh, I'm talking about my journey so don't feel offended um, uh, and uh, a little announcement to make Um. If you don't know yet uh, that I uh, now have my Patreon account, uh, so for at l- as little as uh, 0. 50 uh, per month, you can subounce me a falafel sandwich uh, so I can make some more time to work on the mental health f- uh, projects. And besides that, now the Berlin Mental Health Festival is a continuous project, so we have weekly, monthly and yearly projects um, all around the topic of mental health, encouraging different artists to be vulnerable and authentic on stage and uh, to share their story, share their journey using different art forms. So uh, if you are interested, check uh, search Berlin Mental Health Festival on Google. The first link is our website and you will find all the information you need. And uh, if you listen to this far, uh, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day, stay safe and uh, love yourself.
1: Mm, Yeah, Yeah. and believe in yourself. Yes. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.